Hello, world! It's Thursday! Welcome, Frank! Hello, Nitya. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We have another packed show today, I guess, right? Yeah. Super happy. I, I'm going very nice because I got my vaccine for COVID. COVID. Oh. And I, I got the Azure one. It says here, AZ COVID-19. So I'm oh. very happy about that. Well... You must be special, but that's a good shout out because I do want to also say that there's a, a crisis going on in India right now. So if you are in the mood to help or just empathize with people who are going through this, please do. And we'd love, love, love to support them. But yeah. we should go on to the next thing. Do we have news? Should I get into the news part, Frank? Yeah, go. Awesome. Like, I'm super excited about this because I don't know if you follow Satya, but he'd announced this. Um, they have a new accessibility commitment that they just shared recently. So we're doing a lot more to get accessibility into all our uh, products, into the platforms, into design. I really love this initiative. Also shout out that the Ability Summit's coming up on May 4th and 5th. So I think that we'll be able to, oh, 5th and 6th, sorry. We'll be able to hear a lot more about it there. Oh, pretty cool. And coming up also, guess what I did yesterday after some Twitter I saw I just register. I, can, I have my proof. I can share the, the image here. I brought that image from Build. It's Build registration are open now. So join me, go there. The URL is very simple, aka.ms slash build. Of course, I put it in the show note, but you could go there and register already. The, the list will show up pretty soon. Wow, you beat me to that one. I actually do have a build on Microsoft kind of like stack here. So I guess that counts. Got to go register for that. Um, I'm also excited because I'm part of the Fusion Dev team and we released a couple of really interesting things. There's a learning path if you're into Fusion development. So if you've mm -hmm. got a team that's doing digital transformations and an ebook. So, you know, I'm super excited about that. Don't forget to check our show notes for all the links. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. What else? Do you have anything else for us? Um, let me think. Uh, I actually think that there's a learning path on Microsoft Graph. I think these all tied together very nicely. So this is, again, check the show notes. This is from the M365 team. And this is a super cool set of modules and learning paths that you should absolutely check out. Yeah, Graph is so everywhere, right? So you could do so many things. I think there's three different uh, links that we put in the show notes, if I'm not mistaken, about different yeah. scenarios and stuff like that. Pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Let's review what we have today for the show. So we'll do, of course, ABC segment. I think it's the Thursday uh, favorite, trying to beat maybe the uh, certification all up with Thomas today. Uh, and then we'll also have the tip centric. Uh, Azure tip centric with Isaac, but the first segment of the day, what it is, Nitya? Oh, I'm excited about this. So we are going to have Scott Hanselman with Liz Kenyon, who's a TikTok creator. Let's roll file new project. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman and it's file new project where I'm talking to early and career devs from all over the place that are putting out good work and good wisdom just because they're awesome people. And today we've got Liz Kenyon. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing pretty good today. I really enjoy your TikToks and you're coming up on 50,000 followers. And I heard a rumor that you may or may not have caught a company's attention and maybe gotten a job from TikTok, which seems impossible and the most 2020 thing I've ever heard, 2021 thing. Yep, that is right. It's crazy to think that like, 
a year ago about, I downloaded TikTok and then I made my first video. And just over a month ago, I started at Shopify because they found my TikToks, thought they were really great and loved how I could communicate with developers. So that's a really crazy, very <laughs> pandemic thing. That's really awesome. I think one of the things that that outlines, and you're about two and a half years into your career, uh, is it really mm -hmm. showcases the fact that being a good communicator is a big part of being a technologist. Like a lot of people think you just like learn to code and they'll slide pizza under the door, but it's way more than that, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And definitely when it comes from like marketing or showing, trying to show your products, like being able to engage with developers who are your audience is really important. So yeah, being able to advocate. I really like that term that people have been using. Like before it was evangelist. I didn't like that term, but an advocate is like your friend that works for the company. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What kinds of things have you been TikToking about? Some people TikTok about, um, you know, you can do it and it's very motivational. And they say, stop scrolling. You're awesome. And other people say, well, here's a, a, a shaky video of my screen. That's most, most of mine. What are yours about? Um, I really just try to share like my struggles that I have faced like through university mm -hmm. and through my early career, just about being a developer. Mm -hmm. um, I had like a really hard time when I started my full-time job, just like with imposter syndrome, I felt like I just wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized that it's better to talk about it and learning that people feel the same way, um, that's why I decided to make these videos. I just share my struggles in like a fun way. Mm -hmm. And it turns out a lot of other people have experienced them as well. And it's always like so good when you have people like saying, oh, I felt the exact same way. Like I didn't think that someone else felt this way. Mm -hmm. That's really that's true. That's always like really I, great. I have had imposter syndrome. I've been doing this for many, many years, many decades now. And every once in a while, I'll go into a meeting and I'll come out afterwards and be like, I had no business being in that meeting. They They totally know that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, but I do know that I can look it up and I can figure it out. So that's cool. I noticed that you've also done like a day in the life of a software developer. We see a lot of those kind of things on TikTok. It's really a way of personalizing being a dev because people just think we're slapping the keyboard all the time. Yeah, and totally. Um, when I was going through university and I was doing my internships, I was always really scared that I wouldn't be a good culture fit for joining a company because I might have different interests than a lot of stereotypical developers. Right. So that's something I also want to highlight like on my TikToks is that you can have a lot of different interests, you can wear your hair in different ways, and you can still be a software developer and you can still be a good one. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that in the past, you know, there's been a certain kind of like nerdy stereotype of a certain kind of person that likes a certain kind of stuff. Totally. You've got videos about like, you know, you don't have to wear hoodies and play video games and hang out in the basement. You can like whatever. Star Wars, Hogwarts, you can like them both or like neither of them and that's okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you and other young people who are in tech and getting involved in tech is talk about is like, how much should you make? How much should you make on TikTok? You've been really transparent about, you know, TikTok is not a place where you're making big bucks. You're getting maybe latte money here. Yeah. So as a Canadian creator, I don't actually make any money through the <laughs> like TikTok directly. Right. Um, I've had had some companies like reach out or some people, you know, do buy me a coffee type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but really, it's just... I like making videos that I like, mm -hmm. and it seems like other people like them too. That's really cool. It sounds like it really kind of feeds your spirit. Like you code all day and you think about technology and it's like, you know, I'm gonna make a TikTok and talk to my people and they're gonna give you back that energy. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Lots of times I will like 
be, yeah, just working on something. I'm like, oh, I saw a great TikTok today that I could relate to this and it's going to be great. Yeah, I feel like TikTok has made, has gotten me through the pandemic. That's the thing that I learned about during the pandemic and it's made things better. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Thank you so much for chatting with me, Liz Kenyon. You can check her out on TikTok. You can also take a look at her Beacons page. She's on Instagram and Twitter and uh, you can find her all over the internet. See you again. Bye-bye. Definitely following her. She's awesome. TikTok and She's Canadian. Perfect. Oh, perfect. That was a really inspiring segment. So yes. next. But now let's join Isaac in front of the Azure HQ. Hello, Isaac. Are you there? I sure am, Frank. How are you doing today? Ah, fantastic. And I could see it's spring. So many flowers in front of HQ. <laughs> that's that's right. Right in front of Azure HQ here. Uh, it is spring. Uh, the weather forecast is from 40 to 70 today. So that means that I think we're good. Uh, that's right. So Isaac Levin here. I'm excited to talk about a tip today. I'm going to be talking about Azure Metrics Advisor. Oh, that sounds interesting. Looking forward to learn more about my data. Yeah, I'm super excited to show you. So let's roll, go ahead and roll the video. So for folks that don't know, Azure Metrics Advisor is part of the Azure Cognitive Services family. Uh, and we can analyze time series data. Uh, it looks like we have the wrong video up. Let's uh, see if we can get that video switched over. Sorry. There it is. That looks more like it. All right, so like I was saying, it's a part of the Azure Cognitive Services family, and we can analyze time series data without you having to create a machine learning algorithm. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to create a Metrics Advisor uh, instance inside of the Azure portal. I'm going to select um, the resource group for it. I'm going mm -hmm. to specify a region, give it a little name, and then specify the pricing tier in this particular scenario. So let's do that. Uh, this this does take a little bit of time. So I'm gonna, after I click review and create, I'm going to fast forward the video a little bit. Um, but when we're done, so this is the Azure Cognitive Service resource for Metrics Advisor. So here in Quick Start, I can click here to open a workspace. And this is the Metrics Advisor portal that comes up. So Metrics Advisor works by ingesting data and analyzing it. The first thing we need to do in the Metrics Advisor portal is to add a data feed that provides data. So mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead and do that. And we're going to specify the, wait for the video, scroll in. We're going to add a data feed here. And then we're going to specify, we'll use the built-in Azure SQL database example data. So this, this gives you an opportunity to play around with Metrics Advisor. So I'm going to click next a few times here. I'm going to specify just some different things. Uh, it's going to ask for the connection string and then a SQL query. I'm going to click next, scroll around a bunch of times. And then I'm going to click, after I click start tour, uh, it's going to now submit our data feed and process it for onboarding. So this can take a, a good amount of time depending on the amount of data you have. So after I click submit, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So Metrics Advisor has analyzed the data and here are the metrics in that data. So let's go ahead and take a look. So I can explore this metric to fine tune the anomaly detection. So here on the right side are the slices of data that I can take a look at. Look at all this data here that's just already lit up for our apps, right? And I can do this on specific slices to teach the algorithm what to look for. And I can also additionally set up real time alerts. So I'll show you what that looks like as well. So I can scroll here, I can tune out and change some of the different boundaries for our particular anomaly detection. And like I said a little bit earlier, I can specify the alerting for it, which is super, super impactful. One thing that's super important too, is I can set up real-time alerts for these anomalies. They can invoke emails, trigger webhooks, things things in uh, Azure DevOps as well. 
So when I fine-tuned Metrics Advisor to detect these anomalies and analyze them, so this is what it has detected so far, right? So as you can see, I have some diagnostic tree here that I can take a look at in different things. Look at the clustering to determine if these anomalies are actually data that I should be concerned about. So I can investigate them. So that's pretty cool. So Azure Metrics Advisor provides predefined uh, machine learning algorithms, and there you have it, right? I think it's really, really impactful uh, to be able to, and there you have it. So I think one of the things that's super, super exciting about uh, Azure Metrics Advisor is that it's like machine learning AI like in a box, right, which is super, super exciting. I know one of the things that we talk about a lot is what we do with all of our telemetry matters with apps. So it's really, really important to get a good understanding of what we're doing. So that's what I got. Uh, and so just for a call out as well. So. Uh, we have this tip as well as all sorts of different tips uh, that are linked in the show notes at AKMS slash Hello World. So back to you, Frank. Really interesting, uh, Isaac. I really like that. The cognitive services like never stop to impress me. There's so much in it. And like you don't need to be an expert. Like you install it and then like with AI this time, like you have so much power and you can understand your, your things. Really cool. Let's bring Nitya. What do you think about that, Nitya? Oh my God, every time I look at this and with Bill coming up, we're gonna have so many more tips, also data. I've gotta go check this out. I really love this segment. Yeah, I had a great time talking about it. So enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Thank yeah, you. Isaac. And now it is Thursday, so it's Thomas Thursday and it's time for our next segment, certifications all up. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Nitya. Good to see you again. After a week uh, of a break, um, I feel good to be back. Yes, and I'm really excited for your segment because, wait, Build is coming up next month. And we all know that during Build, we really put out so many offers and things on certifications. What have you got for us today? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, obviously, we talked a lot about in the last couple of weeks about how and why you should get certified. And we had a general overview about how to prepare for the different exams and like just in general, how to get ready. And today we're going to actually dive in a little bit deeper into one of the exams. And we're starting with, to be honest, one of my favorite exams or exams I always recommend uh, to people who want to get started with Azure certifications. And it is about the AC900 Azure Fundamentals exam. And so we can just dive in and have a quick look here uh, at the exam itself. So if you want to know more, and I stressed that out before, um, if you want to know more about the exam and what's in it and for like um, who it is designed for, um, just go to Microsoft Learn you, or use your favorite uh, search engine, Bing, um, <laughs> to actually find the AC900 exam. And you can see here, it starts with a little bit of a description. And I'm not going to read it for you out loud, but this is really our fundamental exam. And in this exam, it's really all about getting the cloud concepts right, understanding cloud computing, understand like different Azure services, not in depth, but understand what like Azure has to offer um, and how that actually works. So this is, this is what I recommend to have a look at. Yeah, and also if I'm not mistaken, this is like the fundamental path that you would take and then you can build on with other certifications as well. So AZ900 is something like, not just that everyone starts with, but it's something that you'd start with if you want to actually go off and specialize later. Absolutely. Again, it, this is really the way I would definitely go over and start with. So if we go back and have a quick look at the screen, I will also show you a little bit like how you can dive into 
uh, more. And again, yeah, would you you're absolutely it. right. This is the fundamental. Um, you don't have to take it. It's not something like if you're feeling comfortable with cloud computing and Azure and all that, you can immediately move directly to Azure administrator, Azure developer, architect, and so on. Um, but if you really look at the fundamentals here, um, I, I still recommend it because especially if you haven't worked that much with cloud computing before, um, this is definitely something to check out. And here you also find, as I mentioned in shows before, the skills measured part, right? And this is actually the really important part when it comes to study for an exam. And you can see here the different points we list here, describe, describe cloud concepts, describe core Azure services, um, about the management tools, security and networking, governance, and then also cost management and service level agreement. So it's not just for people like administrators and, and, and uh, developers. It's also for, for example, let's say you're sa a salesperson or a program manager or a product manager, and you need to understand more about mm -hmm. Azure and cloud computing. This is absolutely a great way, way to go. Yeah, and I've seen you've put so many visual, gu I mean, visual guides and like resources. What's a good starting place for people if they want to get working on Azure Fundamentals? Yeah, absolutely. So. The best thing, or like what I always recommend, and, and since it since it exists, I always point people to that platform. It's Microsoft Learn. Um, Microsoft Learn is our free learning platform, and we have obviously different learning paths and different learn modules for different Microsoft technologies. Um, we also have learning paths which specially focus on different exams. So we have a Azure Fundamentals AC900 learning path. And that goes you go step by step through the different parts I just spoke about the, the skills measured, and you can actually go out, uh, try uh, read through it, watch some videos, people explaining it, answer a couple of questions, and then also even try it out for free, right? Without any credit card, uh, without any signups. The only thing is that you need to have is a Microsoft account, and we will offer you a sandbox where you can try out Azure services. Yeah, and I also have to give a shout out because I noticed uh, we just launched this this month. Coursera now has some of the Azure Fundamentals learning content there as well. So we'll all that stuff will be in our show notes. Uh, we should definitely check that out. But I want to bring in Frank because I think it's time for our next segment. And we should talk about what we're doing next. Right, Frank? Oh, yeah, because, because, well, because bring back closer your keyboard and your buzzer, it's ABC time. Of course, with the game. But before we do the game, Nitya, what what wisdom do you have for us? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know this is my favorite segment. So we'll share the slides. And I want to talk to you about just three things. First, don't forget the Visual Green Tech Challenge is still going on. Um, the links are there. They will be in the show notes. We've been doing this all month. Last week was our special Earth Day episode on Hello World Thursday. Mm -hmm. But we've had Earth Day all month in terms of these prompts. And next week, I'll come back and show you what happened with this particular challenge. But feel free to check them out and contribute. The next thing I want to talk about is this. Um, we always do a visual guide. Today's visual guide is a guide to GitLearn. And it's a great opportunity because we're actually doing an interactive learn live experience. So check out those links to if you want to go and get registered to come and learn these things with us interactively. And then I guess it's time for me to go to the third part, right? Which is, we, it's time for our show and tell battle. So I put this up because I wanted people to know what this was all about. 
this is where we show you a product or a service or concept and you tell us, right, Frank? So do we get started? Yeah. So let's bring Thomas and let's bring Isaac, I think our current champion right now. <laughs> Treasure is on for Isaac, that is right. And if you're watching it, don't hesitate in the chat. Let us know as soon as you think you got the answer. If you're watching it in replay, play the game in the comments like it's always fun. Mitya, I'll let you yes. roll it. Yes, yeah, so let's roll the first one. And I, I always never know which one they're going to show first, but um, this one's going to be a service. Oh, my gosh, this is so easy. The, the, the icon is, gives it away. And it's, is, it, is it a cruise thing, a boat? No, it's an anchor. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it. That's thing. Boats? No? Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> I think, Thomas, the pressure is on you this time. Yes. So I, I still have trouble with the first word, but the rest is probably spatial anchors. And I guess since we are working for Microsoft Azure, it's probably Azure spatial anchors. Woohoo! Yeah, it's time for a trophy, Isaac. Oh man! All right. Am I allowed? To... Wait, am I muted? Because I, I, I don't know. Am I muted? I, I guessed it like hours ago. So, sorry, sorry, Thomas. I was well, thinking we were supposed to wait. Like, oh, I give, uh, like I mean, others, give, give okay. others like you a chance too. I mean. Nikia, give us a bit more intake. What, what, yes, what's yes, that? yes. And I love that we're like having this discussion because the reason I put it on, I try to pick things that are topical. If you looked at Ignite last month, we actually talked about mesh and spatial anchors are related to mixed reality. We have a whole bunch of SDKs and APIs and documentation to explore the space if you're interested. So we'll have those links in our show, show notes as well. But Maybe we should roll the next one. I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Can I get a HoloLens? Right. Can somebody send me a HoloLens so I can play around with spatial anchors, please? You know, that's a good idea. Yeah, set. Yeah. I can I even can do it in front of Azure HQ with my HoloLens on. You could do this whole ABC segment through HoloLens. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put the ask out. Next segment. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is so easy. The number gives it away. This you is know, an area yeah. You, you do know, Nitya, when you say it's so easy when you're the person that did it. Like, I, I mean, like, I would hope that it's easy. I, um, I, I never heard Frank answering one. I, I, I'm not sure. Just bring him back here. He was suspiciously friendly to me today. So That is true. Yeah. That's, I, I would just fantastic. say it's a very ethical thing to think about right now. I'm just trying to find something, you know, interesting to say. I don't know. What could it be? Oh my God! Yes, that's... reliability. Oh, I made a mistake. Darn it! The last word has just two letters. Think of the third dash as being an exclamation point. That's messing you up. That changes everything now. All right. Well, on that on that note, this is a wash. Like this is a. Uh, it's the uh, the six properties of reliable something. Right? No. Oh, close. It's the six principles of responsible AI. That's what I said. You said the six properties of reliable something. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say this. At, like, this, this was rigged. That one was rigged. <laughs> well, I will say this is an area of huge importance to all of us. So definitely check it yeah. out. There's a learn module for this. Links will be in the show notes. And I think we have time. Do we have time for one more, Frank? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, let's play another one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the one more. This one is easy. That's right, Isaac. <laughs> I said it. It's easy. 
It's one word, one word. But the only thing I'll mention is it's a concept this time. It's not a product. And mm -hmm. you talked about data today. So egg on your face if you don't get this one, Isaac. That's so rude. <laughs> so rude. All I, I see is all I see is all this awesome stuff that has to do with um like the object something. <laughs> and you're basically seeing things. You're like, look, it's the ability to understand. It's a DevOps thing that you might have heard of. If you're interested in cyber. I mean, is it, but, but is it but is it uh, I don't know. Awareness, it's, I don't know. it's not survivability, it's not reliability. You give up. Is it observability? Yes! Observability, yeah. Observ it's hard yeah. for me to say that in English. Come on. <laughs> It is a, it is a what, what is it? What is it in French, Frank? It's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like Observa this. observability. That was awesome. Yeah, because uh, we've done a bunch of different things on this show, right? We've talked about Dapper, we've talked about mobile, we've talked about DevOps. So observability is something that goes across all of them. And at the end of the day, we want to make sense of our data. So it's all the different tools and patterns that help you look at the data generated by applications and make sense of them, help track the monitor, the health of that application and potentially evolve it to do better for your user. That's and awesome. yeah, I think I'll turn that back to you, Frank. What's next? Yeah, but like, I just want to say people are playing with us in the chat. So pretty cool. A lot of people found out. So Ricardo, Jason found observability. I told you it's hard to say. Uh, I'm happy that Scott maybe was laughing at me, but maybe he guessed the same thing, like the thing, something boat and anchor related, he thought also. So that's, you know, good. And at the beginning, there's always a delay in the chat. So by the way, if you're typing sometime, that's why I'm doing the Q&A at the end, so I can catch up with you. But we have questions. So I have a questions. Uh, where is it? For, yeah, so for Thomas, I have a question. And it's not prepared, so Thomas doesn't know. It's kind of on purpose. Uh, so. Tonya was asking, how many questions are the Azure Fundamental Certification exam? Like, how long is a typical exam? So it always depends a little bit on type of the exam. So I'm not 100% sure on what exactly the number on the fundamentals is. But if usually it's around like 40 questions uh, you get in these exams, um, it can always vary because also you get like different scenarios and it's like loading different questions. Um, but that's kind of like around how it goes. And I think around usually you have like two hours or something of time. Usually there is like even you could even offer more time if I'm correct. But it, you find all the information on the web page. And um, usually for me, it, there's enough time, but um, so, but still you have enough time to actually answer the questions. Excellent. Well, we'll put detail in the show note. I saw a question, the time is flying, but uh, I see the question of uh, Pete was asking a question about Matrix Advisor. How do we, how, how many questions do we need? So except if like, if you have like one number to drop Isaac, the question will be for you. I think we, which should put it in the uh, the show. Yeah, notes. so I think it really just depends on what kind of data you have. So, um, you know, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll put in a couple of links to the docs for Metrics Advisor. Um, and I think that's a good thing to call out too, is that you can bring your data, uh, which is the goal. But I think it, um, if you want to play around with it, definitely take a look at the, the tour that they provide inside of there, which will give you just an understanding of like what you get if you were to put your own data into it. Excellent, excellent. And everything, like always, 
will be in the show note. We'll update the show notes to add all your answer of your questions. And there's something new also. What's new? Oh yeah, Without, before I forget, we do want feedback, but guess what? We also have a podcast so you can listen to all of us chat like this. Um, just go check it out. The link is also in the show notes and we want to hear from you to figure out what format works for best for you and what you like. And coming next now is Azure Funbyte and Jay's today's guest is none other of Brendan Burns, the Microsoft Vice President. That's pretty cool. So uh, it will be very what interesting. He, Stay tuned. What has Brendan Burns done that's really important? I don't know that guy. <laughs> don't say that. I'm gonna no, no. Of course, I'm gonna pay attention to that one because I love hearing all sorts of different Kubernetes stuff. So that's gonna be fun. So yeah. So see you tomorrow for another hello, uh, hello world. Bye everybody. Bye.